Union in the building where I had worked for many years, and many of the active duty guys were serving us beer and liquor. The current SEALs kept pictures of the SEALs I'd served with on the walls. I spoke with an active duty guy who was a member of Blue Team, one of ST6's assault teams. During the 80s and 90s, we trained and trained and trained, but had only the occasional op. Now you guys are conducting missions back to back. With two wars going on, how the heck do you have time to serve us drinks? He answered humbly and respectfully. Yes, but you're the guys who paved the way. We're extremely grateful to all of you. Later, this young, professional, soft-spoken seal with a fresh scar across his face took me to his cage and showed me his gear. My attention was drawn to the three-inch-long silencer that he kept in the lower left pocket of his Is that for your MP5? I asked. The MP5 I was referring to was actually an MP5 Sure is. I said He nodded. Yeah, I like it. A couple of months ago during a raid, we made a silent entry and I entered this room and I used it to kill four known terrorists. It worked so well that a couple other terrorists from the same cell remained sleeping in a room down the hall. I killed them too. They never knew what hit them. He said this matter-of-factly. He was a professional. Killing terrorists was part of his job. One of the members of ST6 who went on the raid told me later that he'd been on more than 70 raids over the last couple of years. The pace of combat was intense, and important commendations such as Silver Stars and Bronze Stars were handed out so often that the team no longer had time for medal ceremonies. Instead, the Silver and Bronze Stars were sent in the mail. I listened as Wolf Blitzer on CNN described how the SEAL team had been flown in by Blackhawks from Afghanistan and attacked the compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan, right under the noses of the Pak Army. He said that one specially modified Blackhawk helicopter had gone down hard and hit a wall, which had made it impossible for the SEALs to fast rope into the compound as planned. But SEALs were trained to prepare for all kinds of contingencies something always went wrong. You did your best to plan your dive and dive your plan. I knew that there had been hundreds of raids against bin Laden and other al-Qaeda leaders that had come up empty. Dry holes, we called them, missions that the American public never heard about. Given that, the seals sitting in the two Blackhawks must have had doubts that Osama bin Laden, known as UBL in military parlance, was even in Abbottabad but some of those misgivings would have evaporated within minutes after they breached the wall and took fire from the guesthouse. The threats shooting at them were protecting someone. Who? Adrenaline slammed through their veins as they entered the main house. They were dressed in... They held their M4s and MP5s at the ready as they scanned the rooms looking for immediate threats. They encountered wives and children people SEALs generally refer to as non-threats or sometimes unknowns because you can never be sure. The SEALs focused on hands first because hands hold weapons. They were also looking for suicide vests and booby traps of any kind. T6
they were equipped Masters of CQB, close quarters battle, the SEALs moved quickly from room to room. Every man had a specialized job and knew what he was supposed to do. They were They'd previously memorized photos and studied descriptions of everyone in the house. One of the SEALs spotted Bin Laden on the third floor landing, peeking out of a bedroom door. Can you imagine? The SEAL motioned to the two operators behind him, and the three men crossed immediately to the bedroom, where they found the six-foot-four Al-Qaeda leader standing with two of his wives. UBL's fifth wife, Amal Al-Fatah, charged the lead SEAL, shouting in Arabic and waving her arms. Fearing that she might be wearing a suicide vest packed with explosives, the first SEAL to enter the bedroom...